think we'll get going. Because if I don't start talking, then I won't start talking, and then uh, then I won't uh, won't end up doing a show. on my way to work so this is another riding carpool episode kind of it's uh it's uh, my coverage of Cybefest Northwest uh which happened here in the uh, Seattle area Pacific Northwest uh, at the Kent Comets Community Center back on July 23rd so I am a, a little behind and you know as uh, as folks say you know uh, or how it goes I guess uh life happens so I've uh, uh ran into some challenges and some snags with uh, scheduling that's made it difficult to get this material um, out there for you, but that is not your problem. Um, also, the, uh, the, the show might sound a little different. I've, I've done a couple of these writing carpool episodes, but I recently got a, a new set of uh, Bluetooth earbuds uh, to uh, perhaps uh, help me be a little more safe as I'm driving and talking uh, to you as, uh, as I'm heading off to work. Um, and I uh, was recommended this, uh, uh, this set uh, there, the Skull Candy Sesh EVO uh, a Bluetooth headset. I really like them for listening. Uh, this is uh, only my second time using them as microphone and my first opportunity to actually... Uh, uh, go back and listen to it. Um, so, and and I got a, a really awesome recommendation. I picked them up on Amazon Prime Day, along with a bunch of GI Joes and and a bunch of other stuff that I probably didn't have any business buying. But um, I, I I got a recommendation from a, a another podcaster whose name eludes me, and I don't. Um, you know, I'm driving, so I don't have my notes in front of me. But I, I tell you what, through the magic of post-production, I, I'll just uh, I'll just drop that shout out right here. So yeah, so after uh, doing a, a little bit of uh, Twitter research, I wanted to give a shout out to William Mitchter, PhD. He's a PhD student. Uh, he's a, a doctor student in uh, counselor education and focused on international counseling and theory development. He says in his Twitter bio, we are children of the world and must work to make it better. So uh, uh, William follows me on Twitter and he uh, he gave me the recommendation of the uh, of the wireless earbuds that I'm talking to you on you uh, uh, for you now. I got a screaming deal on Amazon Prime Day. And uh, so I, I so if you like the sound of this, you can you can thank uh, you can thank William for that. He is at William Mitchter. It's a uh, William M I T C H N E R on Twitter. Um, 
and uh and yeah so you know toss him a follow and yeah just wanted to give him a shout out for that great recommendation i love these wireless earbuds this isn't an ad i just i just i just like them and speaking of uh well you know what actually let's just kick the show off proper with some shout outs okay so uh i've kind of all over the road here but, you know, uh, uh, SideFest Northwest uh, happened on uh, July 23rd, and I did want to give some shout-outs and some love uh, to folks that helped us, helped me uh, promote the event. Uh, so I, I wanted to give some uh, uh, shout-outs and uh, love to folks. Uh, first of all, starting with uh, Jeremy and the entire Transmissions podcast. Uh, Jeremy has been awesome in... Uh, doing SideFest material during their convention news uh, segment uh, during the uh, last couple episodes of transmissions leading up to SideFest Northwest, so that is very much appreciated. And I also want to uh, shout out uh, Apollo, uh, Robo Apollo on Twitter, uh, who joined the excellent transmissions team to talk about uh, her experience at SideFest Northwest, and they uh, uh, got two bites at that apple. Uh, so uh, talking about during the the toy show, the toy episode of transmissions, as well as doing even more uh, during uh, uh, trips to the store, and then uh, in alt mode, they kind of talked uh, uh, more about the convention as well. So a lot of love for SideFest Northwest from the Transmissions podcast. So I, I really want to uh, thank those folks for being a really cool partner. Um, I also want to give a huge shout out here locally. There's a, a really cool uh, radio personality. His name is Gregor. He is a, a radio host on uh, 100.77 The End here in Seattle. He uh, He's also uh, syndicated on a, a bunch of other stations that I'm not sure what they are, but he, he does a really cool uh, popular radio show uh, morning time here in Seattle, and he's an old school Transformers fan. I talked to him uh, back in 2019 about SideFest. We built Combiner Wars Devastator together. It was, it was terrific. Uh, shout out to Nick for uh, lending us those toys, but um, leading up to SideFest, the return of SideFest in person style uh, Greg invited me on for for Greg's nerd talk. We did a we did a Zoom, kind of caught up and talked about uh, just you know Transformers and Sidefest, and uh, he uh, he put up. I, I was just thinking it was just going to be like an audio interview that he was going to maybe play clips of during his radio show, which I think he ended up doing. Um, but he uh, he put together this really nice video um, and shared it on his socials as well. So I. Um, I, I can't thank him enough for uh, helping us uh, get the word out and be supportive and be a cool uh, collaborative collaborative partner um, in that. Looking uh, looking forward to uh, perhaps doing something more with Gregor uh, Transformers related in the future. Um, I also need to give a shout out to my buddy Dyer Oxley over at uh, KUOW. That's our local NPR station here in Seattle. He does a a daily blog, and he uh, uh, featured. I, well, he interviewed me, and basically he did a blog about kind of like the return of the of the geek economy, as as he calls it. You know, as as conventions are returning, and um, 
so yeah, he did, uh, we had a really good conversation, and one of the things that caught his attention, and this was something Liz had said during our last SciFest live stream, is talked about the perspective of SciFest Northwest, quote unquote, rolling with the punches. So that's something, phrasing that I co-opted, and uh, that, that was something I talked about extensively uh, when I did the interview with Gregor, but also uh, talked to uh, Dyer Oxley about quite a bit in that, and a good chunk of that material made it into his blog, uh, where he also talked about the, uh, uh, talked to the organizers of Renton City Retro, which is a uh, vintage game retro video game collectibles convention uh, happening here in Seattle, actually this weekend. Uh, so that's going to be August seventh uh, and eighth, I think. Uh, Dyer is going to have a uh, podcasters corner lounge. I think he's calling it a podcasters lounge. Uh, so I'm going to pop in and hang out with him for uh, a few hours. But I was going through the guest list and I saw that Randall Ng is uh, is going to be there. And anybody that's uh, uh, familiar with those old uh, botcon videos like Energonos and. Uh, uh, you know the stuff that stuff they did with uh, Doctor Smooth uh, back in the day. All right, so uh, what's my line? Oh, okay. I start every Earth morning with a healthy bowl of Energon O's. Energon O's is part of a complete breakfast with all the essential vitamins and minerals that Earth children need, and every box of Energon O's has a free prize inside. Look, it's a. Uh, um, it's, uh... It's a Cosmetron. Right, a, uh, Cosmetron. Whatever the hell that is. I, I'm gonna see if I can score an interview, uh, with Randall Ng. I think, I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, but, yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna be hanging out at the, at the Renton City Retro Convention, uh, this, uh, this Saturday. So if you're, uh, listening to this, it's, it's now Friday, August 5th. So that's going to be, uh, the 6th and 7th. I think I said the 7th and 8th. I don't know what day it is. Anyway, uh, uh, Renton City Retro is where I'm going to be at on uh, Saturday. So if you're local, uh, come find me and hang out in the Podcasters Lounge with me and uh, Dyer Oxley from uh, uh, Northwest Nerd Podcast. Um, let's see, I, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Um, shoot. Well, either there's going to be an edit here with a post-production saying, oh, hey, here's who I forgot about, or I'm just going to keep moving. Um, so, in this podcast, I, I'm going to present to you uh, three bits of audio that I recorded at the convention. Uh, first is a panel that I hosted uh, a, for IDW artists. I did an interview with uh, Billy Montfort, a.k.a. Cosmic Danger, as well as Blackie Shepard, a.k.a. Blackie Shepard. And they, uh, if you might recall, I did an interview with them for the online virtual version of SideFest Northwest back in 2020. They're both artists from here in the Seattle area, and they've, uh, through completely different trajectories, both ended up working on the official IDW Transformers comic book. And actually, one of the issues, I believe it's issue 21 
of IDW 2019, or AKA IDW2, uh, they both did interiors, because the thing with IDW2 is they have two interior artists that, that kind of go back and forth. They both happen to be doing interiors on the same issue, and uh, so, we, so we talk about that, um, as well as uh, uh, covers and other interiors, and uh, uh, Billy's done some stuff for the uh, trading card game, uh, R.I.P., um, as well as some other cool stuff. So it was it was a really fun conversation, and it was a it was a really well attended panel. I was I was very uh, pleased and surprised by the uh, attendance, and, and folks seemed to be really engaged. In fact, ironically enough, so much so I think folks were so engaged that you know whenever I opened it up for Q and A. Uh, there really wasn't a whole lot of Q&A from the audience, but I could see, you know, like when like folks are like active listening, you, you see like a lot of head nodding and stuff. So um, I, I don't I don't take the lack of questions as not being engaged uh, with uh, uh, with the content. So I, I will uh, uh, I'll present that interview here in just a moment. It runs, I think, just under an hour. And then after that. I will present to you Mike Cybert Radio Live as we did, uh, I, I did the closing panel of the show and I'll tell you, it ended up being a completely different presentation than, than uh, what I thought it was going to be, but it was, uh, it, it was a ton of fun. Um, you know, that we, instead of being kind of like a me broadcasting uh, to an audience, it just kind of became more of like an intimate conversation. Uh, with with folks that attended that panel, um, so and um, uh, I know I already played the the shout out segment, but I, want, I also want to give a shout out to uh, uh, my buddies uh, uh, Chandler and Apollo for for hanging out uh, with uh, uh, with me during that panel. The the support meets the world because I know you were there for me uh, specifically, and that. Um, I can't, I, I can't communicate, articulate what that means to me, like, like on a, on a deep level, it's like, oh my gosh, they showed up for me, and it's, uh, it, it just means the world, um, but yeah, so that, uh, that, that conversation's gonna be a lot of fun, and basically, it's kind of a, uh, I don't know, recap, postscript, uh, cause it, it was, it was during the last hour of the show, and we kind of talked about, you know, how we felt about Sidefest, and, what it means to be a fan here in the in the Pacific Northwest, the Seattle area, and uh, you know we talk about some of the halls and some of the some of the stuff that we uh, got as well. And finally, to uh, uh, round out this presentation, and incidentally, I I was considering putting out these episodes separately, like you know uh, do doing like a proper recap in the studio. Um, or doing something where I'm presenting the panels as individual episodes. And I, I think with the way that my material is going, I don't know if it's specifically appropriate for me to try to stretch that taffy further. So I think it's probably better if I just put out all the material, because folks have been asking... Uh, you know, hey, what, uh, you know, when uh, when can I check out your panels from Sidefest? So uh, th this is kind of my way to um, cross it off, for for lack of better term. Um, so uh, 
and and actually at the end of the day I don't I don't think this episode's going to be any longer than any given MSRP episode but um, the, these these are the thoughts that you you get you kind of get an insight into my process as I'm just thinking and talking out loud uh, during these uh, these writing carpool uh, episodes but uh, but anyway so so to close out uh, the last uh, piece I will uh, share with you I recorded from the show floor I did an interview with you know I I talk about I I enjoy having conversations with. Transformers fans that are younger than myself. Well, I had a surprisingly fun conversation with a, a probably the youngest Transformers fan that I've ever had on the show. Um, that's a uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. I think uh, I think you're going to uh, dig uh, his uh, his wisdom and knowledge that that goes even a little deeper than mine. Um, but I guess I I, I would like to kind of talk about. Uh, my, you know, my experiences. So, so I had, uh, I had a table and through, uh, no fault of anyone's, but my own, I, time management is, is a huge challenge for me. So being a podcaster with really nothing to sell, I wasn't selling toys. I wasn't selling art. I, I didn't have tchotchkes really all I had was my flyers. Um, oh, and, and shout out to, uh, Andy, uh, at go, go Andy Robo on Twitter and, um, Apollo, uh, for doing the original, uh, podcaster sound wave, uh, artwork. Uh, but Andy really came in, in the clutch and, um, came up with a really, really cool flyer design, uh, that, that folks really dug. It, uh, it made me happy when Apollo showed it off on uh, on transmissions on the on the trips to the store and, and how the how the crew was was impressed with it. They they seemed to dig it. Um, uh, but anyway, so yeah, it was like I had my flyers and I had uh, my uh, my candy dish and I kind of set up my laptop to play videos of some of the interviews I've done. So I played like the Stan Bush interview, the Vince DiCola and Keddie Meredith interview, uh, the David Kay interview, and, uh, you know, some, some of the other live streams uh, that I've done, some of the other unboxings. But, um, yeah, it, it was kind of weird. So it's like, do I stay at the table and wait for folks to come to me? Um, I couldn't really get a handle on what I wanted to do. So it's like, I, I, I'm a wearer of many hats. So I, I'm officially part of the Sidefest organization team. I, I, I think we're calling me the, the media coordinator, um, where, you know, in the coming year, I'm going to start being more proactive about, uh, press and interviews and kind of trying to be a, be a brand ambassador for, for Sidefest Northwest. But so it's like, I, I'm, I'm kind of in the circle in the club now. So I'm a little more invested in how the show is running and operating. So I'm checking with, you know, my, my fellow organizers, uh, as, as things are going. So, you know, um, I, I'm leaving the table there. Plus, I have uh, several friends that are uh, dealers, artists, exhibitors at Sidefest. So, you know, it, it's the social thing. So, I, I you know, I want to run around and, and, and uh, chat with my friends and visit and 
buy stuff from them. And then also, I, you know, I, I'm looking to buy stuff as well. Um, you know, uh, things uh, from from toy dealers as well as artists. Holy crap, I went broke at Ashley's table uh, like I promised I would. Um, but so, and, and I was hosting panels. So long story short, I wasn't at my table for very long or for very much. Like I would come back, I would sit for a few and then I would get itchy and then I would get up and walk around again. So I think what I need to do next year is have a better plan. Oh, and I, I need to schedule myself a lunch break too, because like that, uh, that, that, that low blood sugar mood, uh, hit late afternoon. And I'm like, what is happening to my body? And I, I'm great at giving advice. I've been telling you in so many convention-related podcasts, it's like, stay hydrated, don't forget to eat, take care of yourself. I am incapable of following my own advice. I, I almost had, had myself like a, like a low blood sugar crisis um, there because I, I, wasn't, I wasn't being mindful of how I was managing my time. But, um, so yeah, I mean, so, but, but being at the table was pretty cool because I, I had uh, some great conversations with folks that just came by and saw the flyers or like, Hey, what, what's your deal? I had, I had a great conversation with, uh, uh, with somebody who had just picked up the latest, uh, masterpiece train bot, uh, Shuki. And he's a, he's a train enthusiast, had like, had like the cool, uh, uh, conductor hat, um, you know, trainman hat, and uh, so we, we had this really great conversation about, you know, um, how how close the licensing likeness of the actual trains are for the for the uh, masterpiece train bots and how they compare to the third party because it, it feels to me like we're kind of um, almost flooded with masterpiece train bots all of a sudden. Um, it seems like everybody wants to make a ride and combiner. Um, so, you know, we, we, we had a great conversation and I didn't even think to record it, even though like my microphones and stuff were, were just right there, but sometimes it's okay to have, you know, moments of time. Not everything needs to be, uh, encased in digital amber, I, I suppose, which is, which is a lesson I still uh, continue to learn. But I had, um, had a great conversation with, uh, with the guys from Swerve's podcast, they uh, they do a couple things. They, they they do some cool stuff on YouTube, um, and they're they're also doing a uh, Transformers themed D and D role play uh, podcast. I would imagine very similar to Empire of Rust on transmissions. Um, I, I haven't really checked out either show. I'm not uh, I, I'm not a huge role play guy myself, um, but it, it sounds really cool, and, and it was nice to connect with other content creators uh you know I, it's kind of like you know we know our own and they roll up uh to my table they're like podcast interesting and they uh they they actually put out a uh a quick brief uh walkthrough video uh of Sidefest northwest up on their youtube uh that's uh that swerves bar podcast and, uh, and they even name dropped me, said, hey, we met Mike Cyber Radio and we'd like to you know, do a collab at some point. And uh, th th that's something I, I'm really 
uh, anxious and excited to do in uh, uh, the future. Where um, I, I'm hoping to uh, potentially do something with them in the next couple weeks. You know, do like a get to know you sesh. You know, tell me about the Swerve Bar podcast. Tell me about the the Transformers D and D role play game. And, uh, and and I think that'll be kind of fun for for a spotlight interview. Um, since I'm going all over the road, um, also speaking of coming attractions to Mike Cybert Radio, uh, this Monday, August eighth, which uh, I didn't realize the significance of the date until until uh, we got it scheduled, but um, an artist that I have uh, uh, really connected with in a big bad way, I. I I, I, I am in love with her work. Uh, Ashley Artley uh, is going to be my guest on Monday night, August 8th, around 7.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. And it's, uh, you know, we're, ju- we're just going to talk about her art. It's going to be an artist spotlight episode. Um, you know, you'll talk about, uh, you know, fandom stuff. But more than that, uh, she is involved with an upcoming uh, Transformers comic fan project that I cannot tell you about uh, until uh, the live stream, but um, she is going to reveal for our audience what that project is and who's involved with it. Uh, there's some, uh, she, she name dropped some really cool fans that, that I've connected with on Twitter. Um, so I, I think, I think it's going to be a really neat, uh, comic project. Uh, she's doing some sequential art for it. And, uh, so I'm really excited to hear about that project, but more than that, I'm just excited to get to know her because like, like, again, I've just, uh, I've been really, really taken, uh, with her art and her art style. And, uh, like I said earlier, I just, I just straight up went broke at, 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 um, at her table. I bought a whole bunch of buttons, a whole bunch of stickers, a whole bunch of prints. Um, some of it will be going to my friends as gifts, but, um, I'll be honest, most of it is staying with me. Like she did, um, button sets, uh, buttons are awesome, which I I think is, is the uh, popular consensus, but she did, she did a set of buttons. Uh, one was Autobots, one was Decepticons, and the other one was uh, the Lost Light Crew, and they're uh, uh, three sets of six, but the design and care and detail she went into packaging them, um, she even said straight up when I talked to her, it's like, no, th- these are for box collectors, um, and that that aesthetic is right up my alley so I was uh, I was glad to snap those up and shout out to uh, Liz for reminding me she, she tapped me on the shoulder she's like Ashley's only got one Decepticon uh, set left so if you want it uh, yeah get there get there now um, so yeah I, I was glad to get those and I'll be uh, eager to display those but yeah uh, well shoot I guess I guess at, at this point I'll, I'll kind of talk about uh, my hauls a little bit I I, I think I'm still going to do a video where I kind of show some of this off but th- since I'm talking I'll, I'll talk about it you know uh, again I bought a bunch of art from Ashley uh, like I said uh, you know buttons and stickers and all that but I also bought um, a bunch of stickers uh, from uh, Yumi. I don't remember what her uh, artist name is. Um, and I also uh, bought some uh, prints and stickers. And um, I don't know what you would call them, but that, you know, they're kind of like five by seven 
postcards, postcards uh, of uh, some really soft, adorable, uh, playful Dinobots. Uh, I bought, bought those from uh, from Eric uh, at Star Screaming on uh, on Twitter, as well as a, a hoverboard Rodimus and uh, and a Bumblebee sticker as well. So I you know I, I bought I bought a bunch of art. Um, I also bought some knickknacks and toys as well. Um, I did find myself a VHS copy of Transformers the movie. This is the, the black clamshell box uh, that, that was the Rhino, uh, the Kid Rhino release. I, I've made myself a deal anytime I see a physical copy of uh, Transformers the movie, one I don't already have, I'm just going to buy it. Um, but, uh, you know, I bought a handful. Oh, I, I found a, um, a 1984 pre-rub sign Soundwave, and he's he's old. All of his joints are loose. He is rickety, but he's complete. No, he's not complete. He doesn't have any accessories. It's just the body. But the body is in really good shape, and you know it's it's just a fiddler, you know. And I I don't have a vintage Soundwave in my collection. I've you know I've got a bunch of reissues and and things like that. So, but but feeling that. Um, that you know, hear, hearing the squeak in the hinge in the legs when when you swing it from uh, robot mode into tape deck mode, that takes me back to being a kid because even brand new out of the box, there there was a there there was a squeak in that um, that metal pin uh, that that uh, that it goes into the uh, hip socket on the legs. Um, so it was very transportative. Uh, hearing and feeling like like uh, the guys on the triple takeover podcast talk about that very illustratively they're, they're very painterly with how they uh are how, how they talk about details uh specifically for experiences with toys in a way i haven't heard other podcasts do that before so i i my ear is tuned to it now so i i might i might start dropping some more of those, uh, descriptions, but, you know, I, I picked up a, uh, oh, I got a, um, the second to the last member of my Siege Sideswipe, uh, uh, Super Sentai Lambo Ranger, uh, squad. I finally found myself a Netflix Sideswipe, aka the, uh, Dirty Sideswipe, where it's the deep maroon, but it has, like, this, this, uh, pretty i mean it, it's a gross paint job actually he's just really dirty he's he's rotten with the with the uh tampo battle damage uh but it's also just um yeah it's it's very dirty uh but it's one i didn't have and i got a really good price on it um because you know it, it's it's funny i'm i'm casually collecting the last of the lambo rangers but i don't i don't want to spend an arm and a leg for it so that that g2 uh, inspired uh, sideswipe from that Amazon two pack that I missed because I wasn't collecting uh, 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 Netflix sideswipes at, or uh, Siege sideswipes at that point. Anyway, so that that's the last one that's eluding me. And as of this recording, I haven't found Clampdown in the wild. I passed on the um, on the sideswipe and Skywarp two-pack from Amazon, even when it was on sale on Prime Day, um, and I haven't even looked for a Walgreens exclusive Red Alert. My thing was originally that I'm going to 
avoid the earth mode Lambo bros because I have enough of them uh, in Siege and the um, tooling, the retooling on the earth modes is just different enough where I could consider it different and I don't necessarily need to have it for my collection. But then, uh, Friday night before Sidefest, we, uh, we did a badge stuffing party um, and uh, Jamal has a very impressive uh, collection of uh, figures in Detolfs. He's, he's got them very well lined up and organized. There's like 12 per shelf. They're like four by three across. And in there, he's got Kingdom Red Alert. And I didn't realize that not only is the tooling different, but the colors are different as well. He has red uh, thighs and forearms uh, that, that makes him very different from both Siege Red Alerts. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Maybe I have to get that now. So, um, like I said, as of this recording, I have not... Um, I, I have not pursued that. But um, uh, the last two things in, in my haul specifically I want to talk about, and I should... I'm doing things out of order. I should have mentioned these earlier because uh, the two items that I'm the happiest with were gifts. Um, first, uh, my buddy Magnus Von Braun, uh, Atomic Mariachi Robot. Uh, we didn't see each other very much. He was very busy at his, at his table. He wasn't able to get away and our paths didn't cross as much, but he's, he's a really sweet guy. He, um, uh, back in the archives, for old Sidefest materials. In fact, I think I've republished it as an MSRP Rewind. Um, anyway, uh, uh, Rene joined me a while, to, uh, a couple years ago, uh, to talk about his passion for Transformers, and he's one of my favorite people. But he, uh, um, I was walking by his table, and he caught me, he's, Mike, 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 you're, you're, the, you're a Soundwave guy, right? And he says this knowing full well, and he hands me, he hands me a bag. He's like, this is for you, my friend. And it was a um, uh, War for Cybertron or Fall of Cybertron. I don't remember which, but the video games. It's the, the video game Soundwave where his alt mode is like a uh, SUV tactical tactical vehicle of some time, kind of like an armored tank, kind of a SWAT vehicle. But like the front of it is the iconic chest design and then the red of it kind of reminds me of siege ironhide a little bit actually in the way that the 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 back half of the uh, of the truck forms but um i've uh, i have transformed him he's a really cool figure and i i'm i'm just grateful you know for for my friends who uh, uh, think of me and, and remember and say like oh hey you know i i i, I know you're into soundwave here you go um, so, so again, I'm very grateful for that gift. Um, the other gift I'm, 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 I'm just over the moon about, I just, um, it's, it's one of those things where like you get a gift that's so special that it, it throws you off and you kind of don't know what to do about it. But, but my buddy, Mike, uh, Mike Robinson, uh, uh, formerly of, uh, a Mahalo Mike's blind bags sale at Sidefest. Uh, he, uh, he did something a little different this week. So he's, he's purged enough of his collection where he doesn't have enough for blind bags, but he, 
<laughs> he set up this whole table. It's a Mahalo Mike's uh, uh, Fireside Festival. And he uh, he had himself like a, a, a facsimile of a, like a campfire heater thing and uh, marshmallows and graham cracker stuff for s'mores and hot cocoa and and hot cider and all of that other stuff. And he um, had had some vintage toy catalogs. Um, about a dozen or so. I think he borrowed those from Brian King. I don't remember, but had like the toy sections bookmarked, so you could you could go through the old catalogs and and see the old uh, pictures, which was uh, uh, just super cool, very incredible. Um, but there there were a handful of us that we were given a special passcode. Uh, to to activate Mahalo Mike's Fireside Festival, and um, the the password was um, I, I I was told that pie and punch would be served, and um, in fact actually I did I did a early walkthrough video of Sidefest. It's on my Facebook. I um, because of the way I had it, I couldn't figure out how to share it on other platforms. But anyway, I. Um, I, I did a walkthrough video and Mike's like, what's the password? I'm like, I can't tell you because I don't want people to get it. But now that Sidefest is over, I can, I can, I can share. But anyway, so, so I give the password and he gives me this, this, uh, uh, gallon size Ziploc bag. And inside is a Binaltech override or overdrive. I, I get those. Yeah. He was the Omnibots. Sorry. Overdrive. Um, and what that 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 figure is special for a couple different reasons. One, because much like how Magnus von Braun knows of my affinity of Soundwave, uh, Mike knows I'm all about uh, the alternators, and I've gently, slowly dipped my toe into vinyl tech. I don't want it to consume me, but I, I've got a couple pieces now. And the, the thing with overdrive is in uh, alternators, it's wind charger. So it's, it's a red Honda S2000 or, or what, whatever, the, whatever that little, uh, little coupe is. And so in alternators, it's wind charger. But he, uh, the thing with alternators is that they have a little engine block um, weapon thing. So like the, the engine pops out and it becomes a gun. Um, and for wind charger, it's literally just the engine. So it's just an engine on a stick and that's supposed to be a gun. What I did not realize until I listened to the, uh, triple takeover episode on vinyl tech and alternators, which incidentally, again, if you are not listening to triple takeover and you are a transformers toy fan, good Lord, are you missing out? Because it, it, it is it's it's incredibly uh incredibly cool podcast it, it is it is definitely one of my favorites um you know i have plenty of podcasts that 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 i love that talk about you know the the fiction and the lore and the media and all of that other stuff but in terms of like raw toy nostalgia nobody does it better than triple takeover and uh, their their vinyl tech and alternators episode is probably my favorite episode um, of their podcast. But they they talked about this uh, overdrive figure, which again was one of the Omnibots, not Wind Charger. And 
apparently there's a whole nother piece that that's a long pipe that attaches on the bottom drivetrain of the vehicle mode. And in Alternator's Wind Charger, you could see the clip where a pipe would snap in there. And it's the length of the car, of, of the drivetrain. And basically for Binaltech Overdrive, it's, um, it, it's basically a sniper rifle. And so you, you attach this drivetrain piece to the engine and it becomes a, uh, a two-part rifle. Very, very cool. And uh, so I've talked about that. Uh, I think I talked about that on Twitter or Facebook or somewhere. Somewhere where my dude Mike uh, got, got a whiff of me being into that. And I don't know if it's from his personal collection or something that he acquired. But either way, it was a gift that he presented to me. And it just it just means the world. Because, I mean, first of all, I... I uh, um, so I've talked about alternators a lot. I'm not going to talk about it a lot here, but now having a few Binaltech figures, man, it is it is night and day difference because alternators are all plastic, whereas Binaltech, all of the car parts are all diecast. It's diecast metal, so those Binaltech figures have a indescribable heft to them. They're, they're heavy. They feel real. And again, I have to be very, very careful with, uh, with how deep I go into vinyl tech. I think my, my aspirational collector goal is to get characters that don't have, um, alternators counterparts. Like say I have, um, uh, alternators asterisk alert, which is basically Red Alert, but he's the the Subaru mold. Um, and now I have uh, Overdrive, which is Wind Charger. Um, it's it's literally the same figure. It, you know, there, there's the only thing that's different is the gun and his name. But uh, but but st- but like uh, Yellow Tracks, I wouldn't mind grabbing one of those. Um, I, I'd like to get Binaltech Hound just because I I love that Jeep mold so much. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a really fun mold. Um, but anyway, I, I'm really, um, uh, getting off track and, and talking, uh, uh, too much about, uh, about my hauls. Like I said, I think maybe I'll do a video, um, at some point. Um, but, uh, but coming up in the more immediate future is again, uh, uh, this Saturday, uh, which is the, 6th, Friday, August 6th, I will be at Retin City Retro um, in the Northwest Nerd uh, uh, Podcast Lounge with my dude Dyer Oxley. But, um, so I, I don't know what kind of shows I'm going to be doing or what kind of content. Maybe it's going to be an interview with Randall Ng. I don't know. Um, I've done no legwork, so I, I can't promise that or commit to that. Um, but then coming up on Monday, August 8th, is the Ashley Artley artist spotlight episode. Um, and she's going to reveal a awesome new project, uh, that she's working on for a Transformers fan comic. And then as I scheduled that with Ashley, I wonder if this has dawned on her also, I'll have to ask later. 
That also happens to be the 36th anniversary of the Transformers the movie. So I'm sure we're going to talk about Transformers the movie. I know, surprise, surprise, I'm talking about Transformers the movie. It all ha- it also happens to be the 7th anniversary of, uh, of Mike Seibert Radio. So um, I, I'm not necessarily going to do anything to kind of commemorate it other than maybe say it. But um, coming up in the, in the further future... Um, I, I still want to kind of do a uh, anniversary show where I kind of pick up on some of those threads from that interview I did with uh, George Soroy a couple months ago. Um, do maybe like an Ask Me Anything about Mike Seibert Radio and my thoughts on things, and I can tell some of the same stories that I've told a million times already, but um, do some kind of like anniversary uh, uh, related content. And then even further down the road, um, I, I'm going to do something with Swerve's podcast. Um, uh, again, we, we're, we're in the very early stages of communication, so nothing on the books yet, uh, whether it's going to be um, them on my show, me on their show, both, neither, not sure, uh, but stay tuned, uh, for that. But that's, uh, I, I think that will do it for, for this hosted portion of, uh, Mike Seibert Radio. So, uh, coming up next, uh, first will be, uh, the artist, uh, IDW artist panel from Sidefest Northwest, followed by a post show conversation, with uh, uh, with some of my friends uh, from Sidefest Northwest, and then we'll close it out with a uh, uh, interview with young Statler Harpold, uh, where we'll talk about his dad's Bumblebee collection, uh, amongst other things. Um, and you're listening to Mike Seibert Radio. Well, uh, uh, welcome to the IDW Artist Panel here at Sidefest Northwest uh, 2022. Uh, how are we all doing out there? Yeah. I got, I got a wee and a woo and a couple claps. I, I will take it. This is, uh, uh, we, we scheduled this panel perfectly for kind of like the midpoint of the convention, kind of after you've been like running around the show floor a couple times. I know, I know I got kind of turned around and rummy for a few where I was just like, wait, how many prints did I buy from Ashley? Do I need to buy more? I don't know. And uh, so um, uh, th- this kind of gives you an opportunity to just kind of kind of chill and regroup. And uh, uh, we've got a really cool panel for you uh, today as we talk about uh, doing art for the IDW comics as well as uh, being part of the art and fan art community. Uh, My name is Mike Seibert. I am the host of the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. I'm also the media coordinator here at Seibfest Northwest. And again, uh, thanks for uh, spending part of your afternoon with us. And uh, uh, joining me uh, remotely is a um, artist that uh, it's, it's, you know, it's funny. I've told this story a number of times, but like I, uh, um, I met Billy in uh, TFCon in Toronto, and so like we're in Canada, thousands of miles from here, and uh, and they were uh, exhibiting in Artist Alley, and I was going through, and I saw this this really fierce. RC print that that uh, that really caught my eye. I was squeaked my sneakers and I was like, "Wow, that's you know." I mean, we're talking like you know, blazing sword um, um, RC there. And anyway, I, I um, just kind of uh, chatted them up, and I was like, uh, "So where are you from?" 
oh, the, the Seattle area. And I was like, oh, me too. So, um, and, uh, and we had a really good uh, conversation about arts and, and Transformers and stuff and things. But enough from me. Um, uh, please give a warm uh, Sidefest Northwest welcome to uh, Billy Montfort, a.k.a. Cosmic Danger. Go ahead and give a woo and a wave. And, wow. That... That was a, an impressive, uh, a good job, crowd. I, I appreciate you guys. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing okay, honestly. Um, you know, keep myself busy. Awesome. Uh, well, uh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join us uh, remotely uh, here for uh, SideFest Northwest 2022. And... Um, one of the other things I want, I want to uh, mention for folks, we did a version of this panel back in 2020 when we did the online version of uh, SideFest Northwest, and it was it was one of the shorter panels. And uh, fortunately, we, we talked about it. If we had the opportunity to do this panel again, uh, give us a little more time because we uh, I, it felt like we were just barely getting started and uh, and it was time to wrap up. Um, so, but um, Billy, you've uh, you've I I was first exposed to your work as a fan artist. You were you were exhibiting at uh, TFCon Toronto, but then uh, later on. Um, you ended up doing uh, a variety of work for IDW Comics, uh, uh, doing covers and ultimately some interiors as well. So that's going to be kind of the, the thrust of what we're going to be talking about here, uh, kind of your artist journey, and then we'll, uh, we'll give the audience some opportunity for Q&A as well to ask us uh, some really cool questions. But um, that's kind of my... Uh, half-assed introduction um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of your artist journey and then we'll start talking about um, how uh, how you came to find yourself working for IDW and the Transformers comics so alright so specifically my Transformers artist journey started you know like you said doing fan art it was oh man it was the middle of the like IDW more than meets the eye run um, I found the comics, I loved them. I went through the grueling process of learning how to draw robots recognizably. <laughs> um, and it was just uh, a lot of fun being part of the community for years. And then, um, you know, I didn't actually, my first jump wasn't actually into doing comic covers. It was, um, I forget, Hey, I know that you've done some work on the trading cards. 
would you like to do a comment cover for us? And this was with the, um, with the new uh, comment series. I think it was, I think it was actually um, the Terminator Transformers crossover. I, I was going to say, I, I think that was your first cover was for that, yeah. for that uh, uh, Terminator versus the Transformers. Uh, comic, yeah. and, and I believe the editor you're you're referring to is David Marriott, if I if I'm not yes. mistaken. Yes, that's him. Such a nice guy. He's so good, and he fully understands like the fan artist, professional artist pipeline. Like, um, he's so good at what he does. Yeah, he's he's a really sweet guy. I've uh, I, I, I've met him in a, a couple different places as well, and and yeah, and one of the things that really struck me about the um i don't know maybe it was around 2019 like maybe like just before idw2 started it seemed like there was more of a shift from the same old uh veteran artists which they were still getting work like you know alex was still doing stuff and you know you would uh, uh get newer folks like jack lawrence on on lost light uh, but there was more of an emphasis put on to newer, uh, not just newer artists, but like fan artists. Like, you know, seeing like folks like Winston Chan getting, uh, um, getting, getting pro work. And, um, and I, you could see that shift. And so I, I guess what I would like to talk about is um, how... How does that happen? Is, is that like a, I don't know, like a, a, a magic wand transformation? Like you are no longer a fan artist, you are being pro artist. Is, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it anything like that? What, uh, what's, how, how does that happen? So I think, I think a big part of the process is this social media overlap. Um, and I'm so sorry if my voice sounds a little rough. <laughs> Um, social media overlap like Twitter and stuff where you have all these like you know professionals who work in the industry and their job is to find artists um, they're seeing these banners and they see the good work that they do and um, that's how you're getting a lot more like fan artists mm -hmm. to be in you know like accepted in these professional jobs um, you know they just, you know, like in, in a way, like your Twitter profile becomes like your portfolio. You know, yeah. like they see, you know, like not just the um, work you put out there, but how much you love what they're going to be, in, like asking you to work on. Right. <clears throat> um, but speaking, speaking for me, um, you know, like I don't think any amount of, you know, like professional jobs will ever make me into like a professional. Um, I think that first and foremost, I'm a fan artist, and I do it because I love it. Yeah. Um, and also, there's just this feeling of like um, I'm still sort of a baby, you know. I'm an art baby. Yeah. Like you know, I be working on the same um, thing as like you know uh, Alex and all the rest of them. You know, like it just it's like I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like a professional compared to that. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, your uh, I mean, your art is definitely a, a professional quality. I I especially enjoy your uh, vibrant colors. It it's got it's got a it's uh, got a very uh, uh, Lisa Frank aesthetic to it. Very very bright and vibrant, and I really like it. Uh, and the and of course your line and detail work is is incredible as well. Um, so from there, you know, we, we could talk about IDW comics more as as we go, and and I would I would like to learn more about the uh, trading cards as well. But let's go all the way back. Let's go, let's go even further back because like I like a good origin story. What what is it that is that is that spark that lightning bolt moment that made you want to choose? art as your first a passion but then also something that you could participate in like it, it from a commerce standpoint like you know selling prints and all that and which again eventually leads to some of that professional work but let's let's do some origin story stuff like uh oh, <laughs> some some real bruce wayne in the alley stuff <laughs> okay so um <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> All the way hell back to like, you know, pre kindergarten. Um, so, uh, something I don't talk about a whole lot, but, um, you know, it's, it's a very real part of my daily reality is that I am an artist with ADHD. And, um, you know, something I've had my entire life. And what that means for me. Um, what that meant for me as a kid was that I did not focus on anything for the life of me. Like, not a single darn thing. Um, but the only thing that could get me to slow down and focus for hours was actually doing art. Um, <clears throat> like, I would just, uh, you know, like stop moving off and I would just be able to sit there. And I just loved, you know, like the texture, like working with crayons colors like it just felt felt good and um it was something that I could just do and so that's what I did and I didn't even um I didn't even know that it was like something you could do for a job I didn't understand jobs as a kid you know it's like uh, everyone asks like what do you want to be when you grow up and you're like oh I don't know a vet but I knew that I just um art was something that I always wanted to keep And it's uh, it's interesting. So like I, you know, I I, I tend to 
a lot of conventions, a lot of fan conventions, and I'm always in awe of the personality and the personableness that 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 it takes to be an artist to put themselves out there like you know I I, I do a, um, a silly podcast and I suppose there there there's a degree of putting yourself out there as an artist but I would imagine with that comes a great degree of anxiety as well how does one overcome that if they're interested in wanting to um, uh, pick up a pen or pick up a microphone or, or do something uh, uh, creatively? Um, I would say that the biggest skill you can have as an artist is not just you know, like being able to draw, it's just being willing to just put everything out there. Like it doesn't like, and just stop what other people think. Yeah. Like, literally, that's it. Like, if you do something you enjoy, um, I mean, again, it can be really anxiety-inducing, and it can be hard and um, frustrating, especially, you know, like, if you're trying to, you know, like, build engagement or build a platform. Like, that takes time, and it takes effort, and it can be really uh, disheartening sometimes. But if you stop... <laughs> and just do what you're gonna do and just, you know, like surround yourself with people that you enjoy and you enjoy your stuff and that's it. Like that's that's all it really takes. Gotcha. Very cool. Well, uh, before we turn it over to the audience for some uh, uh, Q and A, because I, I think folks in the in the audience might have um, a couple cues we can a. Um, we we talked a lot about your art but we really haven't talked about transformers a lot um what is it about transformers in particular that inspired you to one engage with that fandom but also to create that as art because like you had mentioned earlier robots are not always the easiest thing to draw i'm sure there are easier things uh to draw in terms of like an artistic pursuit um So let's uh, yeah, let's talk about Transformers fandom a little bit. Oh man, um, well for one, robots are cool. Like they are. Like there, there's no getting around that. That's just. Um, and also, I think aside from you know like the coolest factor, um, a lot of it was just the writing of the uh, a lot of the Transformers media itself. Um, you know, like I don't love the characters first. Um, the robots drew me in. The characters got me to stay. And, um, you know, I think my uh, biggest reason for wanting to do Transformers in the beginning was I wanted to know, I wanted to draw a girl because I loved him so much. And, like, I wanted to draw that guy. Um, and then it just, like, went from there. Very cool. Um, well, so at, at this point, I mean, I, ha- I have tons more questions and I have tons more stuff uh, uh, we can discuss in our uh, time here. But at this point, anybody out there in the crowd, if you have a question, uh, don't be shy. Raise your hand 
and uh, and Liz will be around with the uh, with the microphone, and you know, even and we could just you know keep chatting and hanging out, and uh, but yeah, as we go, if you have questions, uh, don't be shy. Grab my attention, grab Liz's attention, and we'll uh, um, we'll definitely uh, incorporate those in as uh, as a part of the panel. Um, just want to make sure that you know, giving everybody the opportunity to uh, participate because I mean, again, we could chat here as much as the day is long. So, but um, um, so I, I had mentioned earlier I wanted to come back around to the uh, trading cards because I, I or the trading card it was for the trading card game, right? Yes. Okay, and so that that's an aspect of your work that I think I'm actually the least familiar with. Um, could you could you talk about that uh, kind of how you got involved and and maybe some of the uh, uh, pieces that you did? Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I uh, you know actually uh, responded to again you know kind of a Twitter question from um, I think it was like actually Sarah. Um, Sure. <laughs> of the ones I did, but it's pretty long, and it was, and I was so excited to get to work on that, because um, I think at that point, some of my other friends were doing like, actual covers, and, you know, like, I was, um, you know, just sort of, like, really hoping that, you know, like, I, too, I want to do it, too, you know, like, my yeah, yeah. doing it, why, why not me? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you even Adobe, bro? <laughs> looking there. That's awesome. So, uh, and, and uh, I think the trading card game is no longer being supported, but folks still play it and 
find a way to to keep it alive. So they're definitely fans of that uh, of that iteration out there. Um, and so yeah, so let's you know let's talk about the the IDW stuff. You know, you uh, like we talked about. You know, one of your uh, uh, first projects was a cover for the uh, the Terminator versus the Transformers crossover uh, comic, and I I just remember like I don't I don't think I saw it on your Twitter. I think I just saw it like in solicitations or something. I'm like, wait, I know them. <laughs> know them so uh, so so it's just it, it as as a fan it's a, it's a really cool uh, fulfilling satisfying thing when you see your homies uh, for lack of better term making the big time um, but that but that's not all of the that's not all of the work you've done for uh, for IDW you've done a, a number of uh, covers but uh, there was also an issue of IDW2, uh, issue number 21, I believe, um, that you did interiors for as well. Yes. Uh, could you talk about kind of the, you know, kind of, uh, you know, we, we talked about, you know, you, you putting stuff up on your Twitter for like Portfolio Day and kind of using uh, that hashtag and kind of being part of that, that, um, uh, that community, that scene. Uh, covers is one thing, interiors is another thing entirely. Yes. Uh, could could you talk about kind of the journey between doing like you know more I guess uh, pinup style stuff like like you would have in the trading card game and covers? Sequential art is a different uh, uh, thing entirely. Uh, uh, let's uh, oh, yeah, let's talk yes. about that. Okay, so um, aside from doing uh, the covers for IDW. Overcoming those obstacles and that adversity, and 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 just uh, uh, keeping focus. Um, 
Before, uh, so I, I have I have some fandom related questions I can I can ask, but um, I want to I want to stick with the topic of comics for a sec, and I um, I want to put the audience on the spot a little bit here because like I I would like to talk about kind of the current state of the Transformers comic books, uh, specifically with IDW no longer having the license. Um, I guess, in your opinion, what do you think the state of Transformers comic books is, and then where do you think it could potentially be going, or what you would like to see, uh, perhaps from new uh, Transformers comics as we go forward in the future, post-IDW? So, sort of like uh, where I want to see the next iteration to go, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, have, have, having been kind of like on both sides, you know, having participated in IDW to um, storylines as well as being a fan like the rest of us, where, uh, where you'd like to see things go. So, um, let's see, from, from an artist standpoint, like purely artist standpoint, and someone who's worked on it, um, something that I found interesting Like, comics take a lot of time and a lot of effort. And, um, you know, it's really not as rewarding in, like, an art medium as others because, like, you have people, you know, like, you get a book and you read through it in, you know, like, five minutes, but that, you know, like, could could have taken someone anywhere between, like, um, like, three weeks to a month or more, you know, and um, I think splitting up the workflow between two artists with a genius move, honestly, um, mm-hmm. that helps a lot. Um, I have to be honest, like, even though I love Transformers, I didn't get too into IDW2. Um, I love the work that Anna and Beth were doing, specifically yeah. on it, and, um, like they're, they're such good artists, they're such good friends. Um, you know, like I really, really wanted to like get into it and support them, but I just didn't much care for the storyline. Yeah. Um, something I want to see happen with future Transformers comics is um, I want to see, see the shift move away from the Great Cybertronian War. Like we know. We know what happens. We know this Autobots versus Decepticons. Yeah. Like we, we know this. Um, give us more. You know, like there's there's more stories there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's definitely more to Transformers than Optimus versus Megatron and their um, you know like weird divorcee energy. <laughs> I love so. that. That's that's awesome. You know, one of the one of the things that I I did appreciate about IDW two is that they gave such a terrific platform for all kinds of artists, all kinds of different styles. I uh, so 
I, I, I feel very similar to how you do about the story. I had, I had a really hard time with it, but like, you know, I, I found myself buying issues to support my friends and yeah. issues I would not have bought otherwise. Um, so I, I think, I think that's cool. And I, I'm hoping that whatever happens with uh, the license that there, there's perhaps at least some of that outreach that, that will uh, still kind of remain because we, we had a pretty good run of a, of a pipeline of folks coming from like the fan art space and getting legitimacy for lack of better term uh, with, uh, with uh, the mainstream uh, book. So uh, before, uh, before we uh, do, because I've got, I've got some random fandom questions that, that we, you know, we, can, uh, we can have some fun with. Um, what's, uh, what's, what's next for uh, Cosmic Danger? So um, right now, for the next few months, um, I'm kind of in NDA jail. Oh. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm working on actually uh, signing costumes for video games. So um, completely step away from like what I was doing before, but um, yeah, so that's that's kind of where I'm at. I can't say more. I would love to say more, but I you know, not allowed. You're literally in NDA jail. Yes. So and that's a non-disclosure agreement, and that uh, that happens often with professionals. Like it's so funny. Like I I will talk to folks. And they'll be like, hey, I have this really cool thing coming up that I can't tell you a darn thing about. So that's, yeah. a, that, that's, yeah. a, that's a very common theme. Um, before we uh, pivot and shift gears uh, for, this, uh, for this last half of the, uh, of the panel, um, I got to ask, because I haven't, I don't remember if I've asked you this before, Billy, what, uh, what, what is the origin of your handle, uh, Cosmic Danger? Where's, where's that come from? Um, so, uh, a word generator. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, because I wanted something, uh, shorter than what I was using, and I don't remember what it was, but it was long, and it was terrible, and I was like, it's got to change, and I'm not, I'm not smart enough to do this on my own. Um, so... Sounds cool, though. Thank you. So if folks wanted to uh, uh, keep up with what you're doing on the internet, uh, support your artwork, and follow you on social medias, how would folks do that? Um, right now, um, I have a Twitter, Cosmic Danger Zone. Um, I'm not terribly active there right now because uh, my work is busy. There's a lot of it. Yeah. But um, that is the best way to follow me and keep up to date with the work. Cool. Well, uh, and please feel free and stick around as as we uh, as we pivot. And again, if uh, if anybody in the audience has any questions, uh, please feel free and wave your hands. And because like I, I just kind of get focused on my screen and I don't always look up very well. But then we'll uh, uh, we'll definitely get you in here. But. Here comes a new challenger uh, joining us uh, via remote. Um, 
also one of the artists on uh, Transformers number 21 from uh, uh, 2019, 2020. I, who even knows anymore? Um, uh, artist extraordinaire, Blackie Shepard. How you doing, my friend? Uh, you know, late as, as per usual. Uh, I blame you, Mike. Uh, yeah. Yes. Literally every time. Literally every time. My my apologies. I just woke up. I I've been pulling very long nights, you know, recently because I've got three comics that I'm drawing right now, and and it it's hard enough for me to do one at a time, and so three it's just I draw for like 12, 16 hours, and then I'll as long as I can and I wake up and then draw for as long as I can and drink a bunch of coffee and you know <laughs> awesome I thought this was supposed to happen at five for some reason I had five in my head for some reason oh my yeah, yeah no we'll, we'll all be we'll be home by five maybe well yeah. no probably not we'll probably still be here but uh yeah yeah, sorry about that. Uh, time zones, I guess. <laughs> We're all sure. Pacific Coast time. But no, uh, but thank you so much for joining us. This this is going to work out really well, actually. So, um, as a... Oh, beside, oh and hi, Billy. Oh. Nice talking to you. This yeah, good really to see so this is a, a, a sequel of sorts to a conversation that we had uh, back in 2020 during the, uh, during the online version of SideFest. And the, the reason for that season was that you're both artists from here in the Pacific Northwest, and you uh, uh, both worked on IDW's Transformers comics, specifically doing interiors for that issue number 21. Um, but then uh, from there, we just thought we'd have a have a fun conversation about transformers and comics and and all that so um so blackie since uh, uh folks here in the panel room or uh watching elsewhere might be meeting you for the first time um why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself sure um so my name is blackie shepherd uh i'm here in the pacific northwest uh and uh i've been drawing comics since Yes. Well, I mean, getting paid to draw comics since I think 2014 is when I got my first gig, um, and then uh, I started drawing. I, I originally at IDW I did uh, a cover for GI Joe, um, and then they realized that I could draw robots, so they very quickly shuffled me over to the Transformers. Uh, and I started off by doing, I did some covers for them, uh, and then I did a few interiors. Uh, I think the issue that Billy and I worked on together was my, for my first interiors. Um, and then I've done uh, some interiors since then. Um, in fact, uh, I did interiors on the last issue, um, which is really cool. Um, there was a little bit of a cack up at IDW, so the, my comps got, I don't know, sent to the wrong place and they just don't seem to materialize. So I gotta go to a comic store and buy my comic. Uh, so oh. I can have a, a copy of my, you know, last issue or whatever. Um, but yeah, so working with IDW has been great. Um, I've done a lot of work with Dynamite, uh, done some work with DC. I did mainly just flats and color work for DC. Um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, mostly I'm known for my horror stuff. Like, mm -hmm. one set of editors considers me the horror guy, and the other set of editors considers me the robot. 
Oh my gosh, that I I think that would be rad with uh with your sensibilities. I I think I think that would be um, that would be tons of fun. Um, so uh, I'll ask you some of the the similar questions that I that I asked Billy a little bit ago. Could you? Hey, that person's late. Yeah, yeah, GTFO scrub. <laughs> but uh, could you kind of talk about? Uh, your artist journey a bit kind of like you know with from from uh, infancy picking up a pencil to doing a, a official comics work I, I don't know if we have time for all that you've, you've been doing it a very long time but yeah I can do it in a, in a fairly condensed version so I started off scrolling cave paintings on my mom's uterus uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, so I, you know I've been like probably everybody else that you know draws either professionally or just draws obsessively like most artists tend to. Uh, you know, I started drawing before I can even remember, you know, doing it. Um, I've been drawing my whole life. Um, I, I was really focused on art. I had a really weird mentality about my art as a kid. I always thought that if the day that I started selling my work would be the day that I lost the ability to draw. So I resented it, which is weird. That's such a weird mentality to have. So I resisted any kind of professional artwork for a very long time, right? And then, you know, in my in my twenties, I thought I was going to be a rock star, so I pivoted to you know playing guitar and singing in bands and that kind of thing, and that lasted way too long. Um, and then uh, I guess it was in 2012, I got I just kind of realized that I wanted to draw comics. I had been out of comics for a long. Uh, and I wandered into a comic shop, and there was a lot of really exciting stuff going on, a lot of great horror comics. They had a Shadow series out, and the Shadow is, uh, is one of my all-time favorite characters. And so, you know, I, and plus IDW had started their, I guess, their first generation of Transformers comics, and so I'm super into that. Um, and so I, I, you know, kind of just got it into my head around 2012 to put together a portfolio. I, I went around to all the different conventions and started showing my work to editors and artists that I admired and, and you know, kind of building a portfolio um, and, you know, got half lucky, half, you know, result of my own hard work and landed uh, my first gig at Dynamite at uh, Emerald City, actually, I met them, and uh, they, they gave me a gig doing um, some pages in a, in a Vampirella uh, anthology. Um, and that's kind of where it started. So then I, I, they gave me Voltron very quickly after that, and that's what paired me up with Colin Bunn. Uh, and Colin and I have been kind of joined at the proverbial hip since then, or I've been joined at his hip. He's got a lot of people joined at his hip. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he does, he's so prolific, right? So mm -hmm. he's got a lot of artists that are like his regular artists, you know? Uh, yeah, and so uh, that's kind of where it started, and now I'm... Uh, I'm at the point where I'm kind of done with publishers. Uh, the whole process of hustling to get a gig is, it's just not something I'm interested in doing anymore. I'm not interested in asking people permission to draw, which is essentially what you do when you when you have to hustle for gigs. Right. And then I get offered gigs that I don't want or that I'm not interested in. I'm not a superhero guy. Uh, so at Emerald City, the last time I attended, which I guess was 2020, Maybe even 2009, I barely remember now. Um, you know, I met with some editors there and they were super interested and they 
really not interested in growing tubes and tights. Uh, so, you know, that kind of fell apart. And um, because at the time they didn't have any licenses that I was super interested in, like they weren't doing anything with Moon Knight, he's pretty much the only hero that I would be interested in drawing. Right. Um, and they didn't have Conan at the time, which I would love to draw. They didn't have uh, Solomon Kane, which I'd love to draw. And so it just kind of, you know, I just kind of let it go, you know. And so now I'm, I'm kind of pivoting over to, uh, I'm doing a lot of digital sculpture. Uh, I'm going to start doing some, uh, like, toy sculpture and high-end collectibles and stuff like that. Uh, just because drawing is, it's, you know, drawing comics is a, an enormous amount of work for very little money. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I've made the uh, mistake of looking at a couple of reviews of the comics that I've worked on. And they'll do four paragraphs on the story and the, and the writer and the whole nine yards. And then at the very bottom, they'll go, oh, yeah, and some guy drew it too. It's like, wow. oh, at, at least, you know, give me, throw me a bone. Give me a sentence. Give me, give me one full sentence. We're talking subject, verb, yeah. you know. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. Like, or like, you know, they have nothing nice to say, you know, or they just like to create other artists. Like, mm, well, they're not as good as other artists, but they're okay, I guess. Like, they, right. <laughs> I've, so I've, nice. I've never had that specific problem. Generally speaking, the people that have bothered to acknowledge my work have been fairly have been fairly nice about it. Except this one time, the weirdest thing happened. Um, they confused my art for so it was an issue where there were multiple artists on the book, and they confused my art with a different artist's work and just oh, no. savaged it, just oh, tore it apart. And I'm thinking, okay, so what do I do? Do I like? them in the comments because that can like you know maybe someone's gonna read that and go oh well if Blackie's that bad I'm not gonna read anything he's working on yeah, yeah. Just, and they were like they were beating me up they were like yeah he just doesn't put any detail into his work and his background's really you know really blank and I'm like dude I'm like the detail nerd man. like I, I've gotten emails from editors that just said stop drawing bricks because I get like I get like lost in the weeds man and I'm drawing like <laughs> so, so you know, I'm kind of, uh, I'm out, I, I'll always make comics, I love comics, they're in my blood, they're my preferred method of storytelling, I say it all the time, I believe they're the most powerful form of storytelling humankind has ever come yes. up with. Uh, you can do things in comics that are absolutely impossible in any other form of storytelling, but I'm so out of love with dealing with publishers and editors that don't know how to give me the right kind of feedback and you know, which has never been a problem at IDW, I should, I should say, uh, Dave and, and uh, oh, uh, the other one uh, whose name I'm drawing a blank on, which is a bummer because she's right. Uh, I have both been fantastic. They give me the best possible feedback. Very cool. Well, as, a, as, as we get a, um, closer to wrapping up, because we're wrapping up at 2.30, right? Okay, very good. I'm, I'm getting the nods from Liz off camera. Um, thumbs up. <laughs> Ah! <laughs> Got me with the thumbs up. Um, so this this is a question I can ask both of you guys. And and again, um, if uh, uh, we're getting towards a last call for alcohol, so if there if there's a question any of you folks want to ask, throw those hands up, and we'll uh, uh, we'll send Liz out there for you. But um, the thing I would like to ask you guys about is um, uh, advice 
for the folks that might be uh, watching this, listening to this, uh, folks that um, have been listening to the stories and say, you know, I, I like robots. I, you know, I, I might do a zine with some friends or I might do some prints that I occasionally sell at a, at a convention, but what do I need to do to kind of level up? You know, what do, what do I need to do to up my game? Um, uh, Billy, I'd like to start with you. What, uh, what, what advice would you have for, uh, folks that might be joining us that are, that are interested in pursuing art? <laughs> do the work I, I think is would be a good way don't don't shy away from the work if I were to read the tea leaves and and interpret um, yeah. not to put words in your mouth but that was that was kind of that was kind of my interpretation it's, it's do the work but also uh, don't don't work too hard don't yeah push yourself like um, you know like as I'm getting older you know not I'm not ancient quite yet <laughs> but um, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm realizing it's it's important. Your your body has limits, and as an artist, we get encouraged to push past those limits. And you know, like when you work professionally, you don't get you don't always get enough time to do work, and you have to put in extra hours, and you have to you know, like ignore weekends just to meet deadlines. I don't think weekends are a thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, it's it's important. Your body will find a limit, and it will yeah. hit that limit hard. And um, you know, like there was a big trend a while ago where it was like, if you're not doing something, then you know, like you're gonna fail or you're not a good artist just by the nature of you're not pushing yourself. Every Good insight. Appreciate that. Um, how about you, Blackie? What uh, what do you think about advice for the uh, uh, for the sure. kiddos? Yeah. So um, you know, obviously, what Billy said is absolutely correct. Now, I have a, a a slightly different take on on this process than I found a lot of artists share. Uh, one is be brutally honest with yourself. Now. The, the thing about it is, so I, there's a story that I tell when I do panels uh, on, you know, how to get into commerce or whatever. And, and the idea is, so you're in a room with 100 people, you, you all of you have your portfolio tucked under your arm, right? Um, 
they're just not where they need to be, maybe they have more work to do, or maybe they're just not ever going to be. You know, they think they're artists, but in fact they're going to be great sculptors, or they're going to be whatever, you know, great businessmen or whatever. Um, so now you're down to 50 people. Of that 50 people, 50% of them are not fast enough. They're just not going to be able to hit their deadlines. No matter how good they are, they're not going to be able to hit their deadlines. So now you're down to 25 people. Of that 25 people, 50% of them don't have the right temperament to deal with editors who are going to tell them, hey, prove that wrong. And so now you percent of them don't have the stamina to sit in the table and draw for what sometimes can be 16 hours, depending on what your deadlines look. You're down to 12 people. Of that 12 people, 50% of them don't have this. So now you know 50% of them don't really want it. They think they want it, but once they start doing it, they're not going to stick to it because it's hard work for low pay. Yeah. Now you're down to three people. Those three people are going to get into this industry and they're going to get work. Problem is, you're still in a room with 100 people, and all of those 100 people have their portfolios in their hand and want to get those portfolios in front of an editor. So you got to swim up that stream, right? So in order to do that, you've got to be very, very honest with yourself. Look at your art in a dispassionate way and find your own blind spots. And if you can't find your own blind spots, which is by definition what a blind spot is, take that art to people that you can trust to tell you the truth. And that means no family, no friends. They aren't going to help you get better. Because anytime I show anything to any of my family or friends, they go, oh, that's amazing. It's like, that doesn't help me. Tell me, tell me what's not. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh no, it's nothing. You did everything perfect. Like, that's not what I need. Right. <laughs> the problem is, is rarely do these people know what they're looking at. And that sounds like a kind of an arrogant thing to say, but it's true. Drawing a comic is not like drawing a uh, an image, right? Drawing a comic is sequential storytelling. The, mo the most important part of that page is not how well you draw a car, but rather how well you communicate the movement of that car over those six or seven panels or whatever it might be. Uh, and so the process of, of sequential storytelling is a very specific process, and it's, it has nothing to do with talent. It has everything to do with skill and experience. And you don't get skill and experience by showing things to your mom. You know? um, and so you've got to be super honest with yourself, brutally honest, in fact, um, to the degree of, you know, now, don't tear yourself up. But use the information to make yourself better. Um, and then outside of that, do it because you love it, not because you're trying to get rich, because you're not going to. Um, and do it because it's, it, 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 you know, it's kind of like trying to break into being a, a rock star. You yeah. know, you, most people are going to fail. You know, most people aren't going to get there. But uh, the ones that really want it, the ones that are going to put in the work, the ones who are going to, you know, uh, honest with themselves, they're going to rise to the top and they're going to get the work. Oh, and then let me give you the three golden rules. So, yes, yes, uh, please. So in trying, to, in trying to break in, one of the people that I became friendly with was a guy named Michael Golden. He's a huge influence of mine. He's one of the best artists in the world uh, and, and uh, he has been very gracious in offering me advice, one of which was what I now call the three golden rules. If you want to get into comics, stay into comics. First, be fast and hit your deadlines. Second, be cool and easy to work with. Third, draw a good picture in that order. So, you know, drawing is the last part of that equation. The first two parts are really the most important, which is be fast.
I love it. Good stuff. Well, we uh, so we got a, a, a question, and looking at the time, that is probably going to be our last question. So no pressure. Make it a good one. Okay. <laughs> the floor is yours. <laughs> well, my question is specifically for Billy, but I think it can apply to Blackie, too. But I want to ask Billy first. So, you know, you made the dream happen. You went from being a fan artist. I remember meeting you and when you were still a fan artist, and then you did official work for the Transformers brand, but the card game and comic covers and then interiors what's the next dream project for you if you could have anything to work on transformers or otherwise oh man uh next dream project i want to do my own uh creator own project like comic project um or you know specifically you know like if i was working on something owned by someone else i would love to do Predator stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's that's a ways off, but I definitely, like, I think about it all the time. Something that I want so badly. Thank you for your answer. Blackie, how about you? Um, I really want to work on Solomon Kane, who is a, uh, a bulb era uh, character uh, created by Robert e. Howard. He also created Conan. In fact, I'm kind of pursuing that. It's uh, that license is at Titan Comics now, and so if something is going to keep me in comics working for a publisher, it's going to be Solomon Kane. Uh, unfortunately, my true dream project is is kind of off the books. It's a, it's a group called the Micronauts, which went from it's based on an old toy line from the 70s. Uh, it went from Marvel and then went defunct for a while. And then Hasbro took it to IDW. IDW did a series. I was working on something, so I couldn't be really considered for it. Um, and then it just didn't do very well, and so they shelved it. And so I don't think there are any plans right now for the Micronauts. So my chances of drawing them are pretty slim. I hear you. Solomon Kane. Yeah. yeah. I, I still want to see a mask book from you. I, I think that would rock like oh, Slayer. Well, okay, so yeah, <laughs> and then uh, that's the, there's a, a, a range of toy lines, right, uh, uh, that are in my DNA, and mask is one of them. I would fist fight everybody that I'm looking at in this group. <laughs> oh, no! For uh, a chance to draw a mask. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Well, uh, it looks like our time is about up. Uh, Liz is giving me the look. Um, so, um, uh, so Blackie, could you let folks know if uh, how folks can keep up with your artwork on the internet and how we can keep in touch with you out on the social medias? Sure, I'm most active on Instagram, uh, so you can find me there at artdevil313. Um, you can also find me on Twitter, but really, I don't, I don't engage on Twitter much, uh, so that's CQ Chef. Uh, but but Instagram is really the place. Uh, so if you want to find me, it's artdevil313. Cool. All right. Well, uh, uh, Blackie, Billy, thank you so much for joining us today. And thanks for joining us here at uh, uh, SideFest Northwest 2022. Uh, my name is Mike Seibert. You can listen to my show, the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. You can follow me on the social medias on, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Mike Seibert Radio. And the spelling on that is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. And 
you could go grab a flyer over on my table. In fact, I'm heading back there now in the, the dealer room and come and chat with me. And if you want to ask me questions or be part of a podcast, you could do that as well. But I think that will do it for this panel. Uh, thank you all so much uh, for spending part of your afternoon with us and uh, make good choices. All right. All right. We did it. We did it. I guess we'll think about getting going. <laughs> but hey, uh, uh, welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. Oh, hey, it's Jamal. <laughs> Woo, how we doing? So we're uh, we're here at uh, Sidefest Northwest kind of closing out the show. We're in this uh, kind of post-raffle, um, pre-everybody leaving kind of, uh, kind of uh, a phase. And I thought we would just kind of talk for a few about um, the, 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 some of the, the things that we did and the, the friends that we made and, and um, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, I, I might talk about some of, the, some of the stuff I bought, but um, it, it, was a, it was a really good show, I thought. Um, we weren't sure what it was going to be like after uh, two years of uh, pandemic fun. You know, obviously we had the the online version in in 2020, and then last year, um, it was a it was still a really good show. It was great to kind of get back to it, but it didn't quite feel uh, the same. Um, but getting there. So um, I, I got a couple folks in the in the audience there that are hanging out with me for this uh, for this adventure. Um, Greg, not to put you on the spot, but since you're since you're here in uh, in in table yelling district distance, how um, how do you feel that this uh, this side fest went uh, compared to uh, previous years? I think we're pretty much back to normal. Wow, I think this went really well. Uh, all the activities happened. Mm-hmm. Lots of people came. People stayed a nice long time. I made lots of money. Well, there you go. We bought cool transformer things. It is everything that I imagined it would be. That sounds very successful. I would call it a success. Absolutely. Well, and Greg, I, you know, so I, I didn't know you prior to me coming to Sidefest, but, but apparently you're the, the mastermind behind Sidecon. <laughs> And so that, so how, how, how do you feel about the, the legacy of Sidefest as it, as it compares to uh, Sidecon back in the day? I am very happy with my choice in Ben and Jason to, to head up the next generation of local Pacific Northwest Transformers unofficial conventions. And generation two. Yes! <laughs> generation two of the unofficial Transformers collector's convention. There you go. The Cybertronic Cube. (laughs) They they basically continued all the things that I liked about doing Cybcon and just kept going. Taking it better and better every year. And now all you gotta do is just uh, run your table. Yeah. You don't don't really have to do anything for that. Don't gotta stuff badges or nothing. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah. No bad stuffing. No no exclusive packaging. No. Yeah. (laughs) I'll uh, I'll tell you. So like you know we we talked to in some of the other panels earlier that you know I I'm I'm new to the team as part of the the media coordinator thing. I I got to do my first uh, badge stuffing party last night and that was. uh, 
That was fun. I, I'm, I'm hoping to develop some ideas to maybe streamline the process a little one, bit. One of the first badges that I did was uh, label sheet, label paper. So it was like two by four. Yeah. You know, my name is labels. Oh, no. And, and they had background. It was blank. So I did backgrounds, you know, based on the artwork that one of my friends had done for the convention. And then yeah. I had the person's name. So as they came in the door, peel their name off and stick it on their shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so no bad stuffing for me, but uh, yeah. Cool. I fully, fully respect them for doing all that. That's awesome. Well, I, well, I appreciate that insight, Greg. Uh, I, I will I will have to take you up on the offer of Healy's next year. I totally <laughs> spaced out. Well, you know, and, and it's so funny how we get going on things. So, like, uh, during our previous episode, uh, Liz had put out there, she's like, oh, man, I'm going to be having my Heelys. And that became a thing in the chat. And I don't even remember how it, it grew beyond that. But then, Greg, you commented on one of my posts. You're like, I got Heelys in your size. And, uh, yeah, and yeah, just uh, just getting going today. I did, we just didn't quite uh, uh, make that connection. But... I'll, uh, I promise I'll, I will do it next time, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll run around on Heelys together and have a have a, a races. Still got time. Oh, you keep, that that's a motto too. There, there's always time. There's always time. They do take energy though, and I I don't need to heal. I'm okay not. Healing. You don't need to heal. I don't, I don't need to. I don't need to do any healing. It would have been much better earlier on when I still had energy. Oh my gosh, that that's funny. So and um, uh, so I, so I've got a couple folks uh, hanging out with me here at at the table as well. And um, remind me, I'm I'm terrible with names. What what was your name? Uh, Mary Francis. I told you. Oh, very good. <laughs> I, thanks. It, it's it's been a long day. So um, so Mary, you were you were here for some of the other panels and and you've been here all day, and but this is your first side fest, right? Yes. And uh, so how how how's how's the experience for you? Well, I've had the time of my life so far. Nice. <laughs> um, this is basically my first time doing anything like community wise. Um, so before it's just basically mostly like the actual uh like cartoons and toys and stuff uh -huh. i haven't really like ever reached out or anything uh i haven't actually listened to your podcast before but I that's fine matter. not a lot of folks have it's fine <laughs> so, this has been so much fun awesome that's awesome that's that that's really cool um what uh how'd you get into transformers um so that That's that's terrific. That's very cool. Uh, what, what's been some of the highlights of the day here for you? Uh, oh. <laughs> it's my the dealer room for sure. Right? Oh yeah, that was yeah really cool. Um, nice. Yeah, just having the whole I don't know. Maybe I'm a little overwhelmed, but like in a good way. Yeah, I I understand that there there's a certain buzz to it, like a, a just like oh just amped up amped up <laughs> so but uh, uh but thanks for being here and for joining us we uh, uh we really appreciate it what uh um since, since we're talking about um Sidefest here what uh what would you like to see more of in the future if uh if you were to come back um well i saw like uh, online that 
on the website on, at past Sidefests, mm -hmm. there were like um, cosplay contests. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that would be interesting to see in the future. I know there were uh, a whole bunch of them, a whole bunch of cosplays this year. But um, I don't know, maybe if it were advertised, there would be more. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think that's like a, as a community, we cultivate that again. Right. Because, like, it, it, it's interesting, and we didn't talk about this a lot in the organizer panel, but basically, like, um, th there was an upwards trajectory of, like, you know, growth, 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 and, like, in 2019 uh, was was a really good year for the show. Um, you know, we had David Kay here, uh, really uh, good attendance. We had some cosplayers. It was, it, it felt like a, like a, a full show, and then, man, the, the Rona hit, and that just kind of... Uh, derailed so we're still kind of like in that building uh, building back phase um, so yeah I would imagine cosplays are the things that um, that uh, uh, that we're building back towards uh, but let me ask you what how how did you hear about Cybefest because I you know I hear folks hear about it in a lot of different ways and I'll, I'll, I'll tell the story about how I did also it's it's it's, it's a weird one uh, but how uh, how'd you hear about us um, well, I was I was looking at the TF Wiki uh, website at, at the official BotCon, uh, which when I looked it up, I was very disappointed to find they hadn't done it for years. Yeah. Um, so I was looking. Uh, there was like a link for the, all the fan ones um, mm -hmm. on there too. So I looked at that and I was um, like, "There's this is really close to my house. I could just go here if I wanted to." <laughs> that that's amazing. Finding it on TF Wiki that that has got to be a new one. <laughs> That's that's really cool. Well, uh, uh, we we appreciate that. Um, Monka Spanka, Chandler, my friend, you uh, <laughs> how you doing back there? Good. Yeah, you hanging on? Uh, Excellent, very good. Well, you don't got get up. You you're fine. I'm not gonna make you get up. <laughs> it's, it's been it's been a long day. Uh, what you, uh, what you got there? It looks like you got a studio series from sweet. Sweet. Very cool. And so, um, I, I forget, have you been to Sidefest before? This is my first one, so, my first convention uh, as an adult. <laughs> really? That's terrific. Very cool. So, like, no, like, big Comic Cons or anything like that? No, uh, I'm, I'm kind of an introvert, so this is a big deal for me just being around as many people that I went for. It's a that's a big step, my friend. We really appreciate you coming out. That's uh, that's awesome. Uh, I, guess, I guess same question. What's what's been some of the highlights for you since since this is like a whole new convention experience for you? What uh, what was the, the dealer, dealer, seeing all the cool stuff, uh, the art. Yeah. Yeah. Friendship for sure, and and I'm assuming. I mean, you could correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I'm assuming you've heard about Sidefest from me, right? Yeah. Cool. Probably last year would be the first time I heard of it. Yeah. I don't know how it went down last year. Was it virtual or was it? It was a uh, so last year in uh, August of 2021, we had a in uh, in person event, but 
no panels, no art contest, no kids area. It was just the dealer room and it was at like half capacity. So there'd be like, um, you know, around, around the wall, there'd be like a booth and then like 12 feet and another booth. And then like tables in the middle. In fact, actually that's kind of where this, uh, the, the new floor plan came from um adapting from last year's show because it's i i like the layout with the aisles in the middle you feel like you can move around a little better in years past it was basically like the outer ring and then kind of like an inner ring where like you know all of the vendors would be kind of in a in a circle and that that kind of worked as well but um i i think there was a lot of um, unused space doing it that way and I think setting up in rows makes a little more room and makes it a little easier and safer to be able to to wind around and, and move about I I found that to be a lot better um, but yeah that's a uh, um, so that was last year and again it was it was very uh, lower capacity um, so like, uh, like we were talking about earlier, you know, this is kind of like the first year of trying to build things back up. And even then we didn't want to like load the schedule with too much stuff. Um, I think it was just enough. And it seems like the stuff that we did do, like the, the oddities panel and the show and tell panel, um, the artist panel, uh, seemed to be popular enough to where I think there's there's appetite for it to for us to keep doing it because again we couldn't quite figure out um, if that would even be successful like would folks at a time where we're trying to be safe during a pandemic do we really want to put people in a panel room do we really want to encourage people to stay around um, and and it seems like the enthusiasm has been there for for um, uh, friendship and and camaraderie and community. I think that's I think that's the piece that we've all been kind of missing over uh, um, over these last uh, couple years. Um, besides your uh, that screaming deal on the on the studio series brawn, anything anything else you get? Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, a cassette ravage? Nice. Not bad. Very cool. Very cool. It's uh. So you mentioned you're uh, um, you know, kind of introverted and don't don't really go to large things. Would you come back to Sidefest? Do it again. Nice, very cool. I mean, you don't have to say yes. You could be like, "Yeah, you know what? It was it was cool to come out for my homie." But uh, yeah, no, that's. But no, no, I feel you. Awesome, very cool. Well, well, again, uh, uh, thanks, thanks for coming out and coming out to support us, and specifically coming out to support me. I really appreciate you. You're uh, you're a good dude, my dude. <laughs> you taking off? Yep, I'm here. All right, good to see you, Garrett. Make good choices. <laughs> Till all are gone. <laughs>
he's he's a he's a big shattered glass guy. He's, he is uh, he is all about that. In fact, he has a uh, um, the the T-shirt with the uh, from Hasbro Pulse with the the new shattered glass logo on it. So yeah, so he's he's super into it. I didn't I didn't ask him what he how he feels about the new Flame War figure being included in in Shattered Glass because while I'm excited for a uh, Flame War figure and I'm glad that they're using that that um, RC mold. Shattered Glass though? Question mark. I don't I don't know. <laughs> It's it's um, her same colors from the comic, so it's it's black with the with the orange and red flames, and I mean it's it's flame war. It, it um, looks like she stepped right out of the comic. Actually, it's a, it's it's a pretty good liken, likeness. I like the deco, but yeah, it just seems so bizarre to put it in the shattered glass line. I don't. Yes. Yeah. So maybe that's maybe that's why they're like kind of stretching that to make it work back. <laughs> yeah. Price too, by that it was like, is this going to be in shattered glass? Okay. But, uh, but again, I mean, I'll I'll take the figure. I mean, I, I it's and and if you're not a box collector, who cares? Because yeah, what, once once you open it up, the box that says shattered glass on it. It's gone, you know. It's, it's like it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, doesn't matter anymore. Um, so, uh, also joining us uh, as uh, in in our audience here is uh, is my good friend um, Apollo, who did the podcaster soundwave artwork on uh, on my incredible flyers that my good buddy uh, Gogo Andy Robo designed. Um, how uh, how are you doing, my friend? I'm uh, I, I'm glad you've recovered nicely, and I, I'm glad to see. You. I, I was I was very very happy when uh, when you shared that you were um, when you were going to come join us. Um, so, well, let me ask the same questions I, I've asked the, uh, the others. So, um, I'm assuming you heard about Sidefest from me. Is that is that fair? Or did you know about that beforehand? Because it's been around for a few years. Yeah. The pandemic. Um, and so, um, but I always wanted to go to the in-person one, like, before uh, that. So I think I saw it on the internet once, and I'm like, oh, I need to remember there's a convention in the Pacific Northwest that I can drive to. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm just really glad that we could work this year. Last year, it was, uh, I had to go out of town that 
it has to be the one where I'm out of town. Well, and I think it was later in the summer also because we weren't sure, quite frankly, if we were going to even be able to have a convention. Because, I mean, it's so weird to think about where the world was a year ago this time. It's like, well, well, maybe things are opening back up, but also maybe not. It's very, uh, very odd. It was was an awkward time. Um, Not that we're completely out of things by any means but um it it feels good that we can all kind of come together and uh and and enjoy some fandom of uh um transformers and whatnot um so uh so keeping with those same questions uh it looks like you got some goodies over there you want you want to talk about some of the stuff you got yeah um I bet you I'll I'll will save you I'll save you some time. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, Ash, 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 Ashley Artley. Yeah. yeah. So I got Ashley Artley's like the full set, and I got the last Starscream button, which I'm really excited about because we got here a little late. Yeah. And then um, I'm trying to remember this other person's username. Um, there's an artist who does like watercolors. Um, I'm blanking on their. I think you're thinking of Eric, maybe. Yeah. 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 Eric. yeah. I don't. I don't remember their yeah. username on Twitter, but uh, but yeah. Yeah, but like, um, so it was really nice to meet them in person and just like support them. Yep. And, um, I also got because I'm slowly building my Transformers to 86 shawl. Ah. Blur and cup. Nice. Sure. Like like an ink stamp yeah, type of thing. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And um, then this is um, the classics version of Starscream, but it's uh, the Takara Tomy version. Oh. So it's like different colors. Wow. I have the Hasbro version. It's like a lighter red. Uh huh. Um, and I was like, you know, this is in the box. It's got like a collector's card. Like I'm gonna keep this, and this is something I might keep. Like, I'm very, I usually don't do this. Yeah. I usually don't keep things in the box, but I think this one, since it looks so nice, I'm going to keep it in the box. And then I also got this G2 coloring book. Whoa. Yeah, they had a bunch of them here. Uh, it's the Decepticon Madness Flip and Fun Activity Pad. But it looks like it's in mint condition. Yeah. That neon is making me go blind from here. I mean yeah. that. I mean that is that is just so delightfully '90s. I love it. Yeah, like it's this is really cool. Like I love seeing old stuff like this, you know, printed in 
Good. Well, well, I'm glad that you had the discipline to stick to your budget. I did not. <laughs> well, I'm moving in like two weeks, yeah. so I have to like really be careful right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Very cool. Well, um, I, I'm looking at the time. I think, I think the sweeper is going to come and get me soon. And uh, I know we're all really tired and really eager to, to um, head on home. But I appreciate you all hanging out with us here on the show and here at Cyberfest Northwest. Um, and that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Thank you so much for listening and hanging out. Um, if you would like to uh, check out my podcast, Mike Cyber Radio Podcast, and don't forget, grab a flyer if you haven't yet. I may many <laughs> and and enjoy uh, um, Apollo's artwork on that as well um, you can uh, uh, like share rate and review the show wherever you find it and uh, you can find me on social media on uh, Twitter Facebook and Instagram I'm at Mike Seibert radio uh, the spelling on that is s-e-i-b-e-r-t and uh, and from Cybefest Northwest 2022 until next time tell all or one make good choices Goodbye. Ah. Yeah. Oh, one. Testing, testing. One, two, three. All right. <laughs> Very nice. Well, for starters, why not? Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, let us know what you name and what what you name and where are you from. And so we're here at Southwest Northwest, and what, what's your favorite thing about Southwest? Probably the Transformers. Okay. It's just a great place for you to get your favorite characters. I love it. I love it. Uh, so of the, the, obviously there's different versions of the Transformers out there. Uh, what is your favorite version of the Transformers? Favorite shows. Yeah. Just, just Cheetor was just awesome. I actually met the actor friend once. He was actually really nice. Uh, who are who are some of your favorite characters? Uh, one of them is definitely Grimlock. Grimlock's awesome. I do like Grimlock. Um, if you had to choose between either the heroic Autobots or the evil Decepticons, which uh, which group do you throw in? Definitely the Autobots. Yeah. I mean, they're the good guys. <laughs> I love it. And um, talk about some of the other conventions you've been to, because you, you've been to a lot of conventions with your dad before. You want to talk uh, about some of that? The only other Transformer convention I've the only two trans- other two Transformer conventions I've been to were BotCon and TFCon. TFCon was where I met the actor from Cheetor. Mm-hmm. Along with David K. As well as the actor for Depth Charge. Right. Um, 
So those are some of your favorite characters and some of your favorite uh, actor types. Uh, let's talk about toys because one of the things here at, at Southwest is rare toys. Yeah, so uh, talk about some of your favorite Transformers toys. Uh, 
even from the start. Uh, so I'm not even sure which one it was, but one of my first ones was, uh, you may not believe this, but uh, it was um, E2 Ruination. Okay. I don't even know how I ended up with it. <laughs> that is complete honesty. I have no clue how I ended up with it. Absolutely no idea. <laughs> so just a few days ago, I just found it in my toy bin, and I was like, "Oh, so you still I, have?" It. Yeah, and I go like, "Wait, I have this?" <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's that's great. I was just very confused, and I didn't even remember I had it. Mm -hmm. So if um, if you were a transformer, you were to become the transformer, not unlike those kids in that New Earth Spark uh, uh, show that's coming out. If you were a transformer, uh, what would your alternate mode be, and why? What 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 would you transform into? Probably a dinosaur. Just dinosaurs are just one of my favorite things, and I don't know. I just always like. Yeah. I would, I've just always wanted to be a paleontologist since I could say it. I mean, seriously. I literally have wanted to be a paleontologist since I could say it. And somehow I could say it actually pretty young. Yeah. I don't even know how I could. When I was like, I don't know, three? That's awesome. That, that's very, very cool. Um, well, I guess you might be because I just really like books. Yeah. Yeah. You know how some kids um, are, are like, their parents try to force them to read? I was the complete opposite. I just read and read and read for hours on end every single day. I and love so, that. And sometimes my parents had to force me to get outside. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, I, I know your dad has talked about how, you know, like you, you stay up too late sometimes reading books. Yeah. Like one, 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 one minute is nine, my bedtime, and the next minute is like midnight. Yeah. And my mom's like, Snacker, go to bed! <laughs> If, uh, so getting back to, to Transformers for just a moment, if, um, if you were to try to guess and count, how many Transformers figures do you think you have? I don't know, at least, at least 70. Wow. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Transformer collector. That's, that's a lot. I think that's more than what I have. Wait, seriously? I think so. Uh, but I don't even have half of the bumblebees my dad has. Right. Yeah, your dad's got a lot of bumblebees. That's, that's That right. one has that. He must have, like, at least, at least 200. Possibly 300. Maybe even more. Wow. I don't even know how much he has. <laughs> he just, literally, one, one entire wall of his transformer room is just wall-to-wall -wall bumblebees. Literally. In fact, one of the prized pieces of, my collection, of his collection was the bumblebee picture I drew for him his birthday. That's I actually suggested that he bring, brought it because he was doing a panel on obscure things. That's pretty obscure because, I mean, it's literally one of a kind. Right. So it's a pretty, pretty hard to get exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. 
So one of uh, uh, one of my favorite characters is uh, Soundwave, uh, and, and followed by his auto counterpart Blaster. I, I like both of the, the stereo tape decks. If if you had to choose between those two, Blaster and Soundwave, who is better? Blaster, it's just he's so funny. He is funny. Do you like the rhyming he does sometimes? Uh, I think you're thinking Wheelie's. Well, he, um. I like the Blaster Blast match part. Gotcha. That's that's probably my favorite. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Well, how do you feel about Wheelie? I love Wheelie. Yeah? <laughs> just, I love, 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 love Wheelie. Right up there with Blur. Blur and Wedlock. That's just one of my favorites. Very cool. So that that is actually the end of my questions. I, I've gone through my entire list. Uh, is there anything else you would like to share with the audience uh, uh, before uh, before I let you go to go enjoy the rest of the convention? Well, I just like to say that. Uh, Fest is one of my favorite times of the year, and I look forward to it every single year. It's just it's so fun and awesome, and love it. <laughs> Plus, my dad created it, so it'd be weird if I didn't love it. There you go. Well, uh, well, Statler has been a absolute blast getting to know you a little better and sharing uh, your love of Sidefest and Transformers here on the podcast. So thank you so much for joining me. No problem. You know, I I was thinking about something that I, I totally forgot to mention uh, while uh, uh, while I was originally driving to work, and I didn't even talk about the uh uh the the organizers roundtable panel uh that we did at Sidefest and um I I don't have a whole lot of news about Sidefest Northwest 2023 uh other than I can tell you that uh we got a lot of great feedback during the organizers panel as well as the uh attendee and dealer survey that we got we got literally 50 responses uh, from folks filling out uh, the survey. And uh, last night we did two and a half hours of a staff meeting and we got maybe halfway through the material. But I do want to give you some teases and some promises. The, the thing that folks have said more than anything else, we want more panels we want t-shirts, we want buttons, and all three of those will be happening in Sidefest Northwest 2023. Uh, we don't have a date settled on. Um, it's most likely going to be early July, which will be about a month after uh, Transformers Rise of the Beasts hits theaters. So we're, we're giving consideration to how close or how far to that we want to be, as well as uh, availability uh, with the facility, the Kent Commons Community Center. Um, we talked about all kinds of like 
ambitious ideas, none of which uh, I, I will share here because I don't want to uh, um, accidentally overpromise and get myself in trouble with, uh, with my fellow organizers. But I think the thing I can commit to here is um, there, there's going to be a definite emphasis put on panel presentation because this year we weren't we we planned very lean and very conservatively because with with covid we just weren't sure what we could do what we wanted to do uh but now that by next year um we know that there's an appetite for it so we're definitely going to put an emphasis on uh on panels and a variety of panels and give uh fans opportunities to submit and contribute to those panels um it's a it it's going to be a blast but i uh i i can't i can't reveal anymore but uh but uh stay tuned to mike cybert radio uh your uh, official cyberfest northwest uh podcast and and with that, that, that will wrap things up for this episode. Thank you so much for listening and for hanging out with me as I drive to work and then take a trip to a convention. Uh, but if uh, uh, if you want to listen to all of my past shows, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or wherever the heck else you listen to your podcasts. And check out my YouTube channel for even more videos. That's where the MSRP live stream lives as well as uh, uh, some other videos and other goodies. You can become a Mike Cybertronian and join the MSRP Friends and Fans Facebook group and you can find me on social media at Mike Cybert Radio on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Like, share, rate, and review the show. Let me know what you like and what you'd like to hear more of in the future and tune in for the return of the Mike Cybert Radio podcast live stream that is streaming on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook Live and subscribe so you never miss a show. Uh, that's going to do it for me. My name is Mike. This has been Mike Cybert Radio. Until next time, tell all are one, make good choices. Thank you.